This is Why We Plan, a podcast for business owners and their advisors about how to better plan for the exit from a business. Join us each episode as we discuss different elements of exit planning, including real life stories, challenges, and opportunities of owners and their advisors. Well, welcome everyone to this episode of Why We Plan. My name's John Brown. I'm the founder of BEI, and BEI helps advisors just like you help your clients exit the business on their terms. That's what exit planning is to us. With us today, I'm happy, I'm proud, I'm excited to present David Jean, a good friend, a longtime BEI member, and He's a nice guy, even though he is a CPA. So, David, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much for inviting me. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> look forward to being here. <laughs> so talk, talk to us a little bit about your exit planning practice, how you got started, and if there's um, an angle or part of exit planning that appeals especially to CPAs. So um, I have experience with a client... Uh, a number of years ago, uh, I would probably say, probably going on about eight, nine years ago, uh, unfortunately, this client, it was a long-term client of the firm, uh, he was diagnosed with brain cancer unexpectedly. And um, when he did pass away, it was very quickly. Uh, what ensued after that was a disaster, oh, after disaster, unprepared, very little insurance. There wasn't any sort of, you know, you know, contingency planning, um, you know, the, the, the right-hand person that was there ultimately left and took along a lot of the accounts with him. Wow. Um, and I can go on and on. So when, when I sort of saw this develop and what they had to get endure for quite some period of time, it was kind of a wake-up call. Yeah. And even though, you know, I wasn't obviously directly involved in the, 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 the matter or the, the case of the situation, uh, I felt probably responsible for it. Sure. So I really took it to heart. At that point in time, I recognized that we need to do a better job exit planning. And uh, so we were looking for a platform and that's what we were missing. And we looked at a very different, you know, a variety of different platforms out in the marketplace and we gravitated towards BEI. And that really provided us the tools, the education uh, to better assist our clients and uh, preparing for both long-term exit planning as well as contingency planning. So you're doing exit planning right now in your CPA firm. Correct. Let me so let me throw a uh, curveball at you. That you have that same client today who's still alive. Now you're doing exit planning. What would you do to have mitigated the issues that arose as a result of his death and lack of planning? So through BI, you know, we have a lot of tools, and one tool that is a really powerful tool is the business continuity instruction planning, particularly those where you have uh, owners, uh, excuse me, businesses that have one single owner. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot more risk when you've got, you know, multiple owners. So um, through this business continuity instructions, you really, you know, I think of it as a business will, it you is, know, yeah. God forbid, you know, if something happened to the business owner, what would the next day look like? Who's in charge? You know, who's going to be signing contracts? Who's going to be letting the customers know what happened or the vendors, mm -hmm. the employees? 
Um, you know, who's going to uh, you know be the interim CEO, or how are they going to um, you know uh, transition the company? You know, is it by sale or by, hopefully not by liquidation? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's just one of the many tools, and and looking at obviously life insurance is a tool, and other tools to make sure that we provide adequate protection for the not only for the business for the owner, but also for the owner's family. Exactly. So the ones who are going to suffer from the, the neglect of, of not doing absolutely. things that you do. Absolutely. And a lot of what we do, um, it's not, um, you know, some of the, some of the uh, uh, tools or some of the plans that we do, they can be done relatively quickly, but provide a tremendous amount of value very early on. Yeah, and, and business continuity instructions are a prime example of that. It, so, it'd be, yeah, it's a, it's a software. It's a piece right. of software that... Uh, enables the BEI member to complete a business continuity plan that might be 10 or 12 pages long in a matter of hours, working usually with the, well, in this case, working with the owner, because the owner is still alive. Uh, and that can make a huge difference. And a lot of our advisors have a horror story like yours where a planning would have made a huge difference. Right. And there was a pretty straightforward solution, but they didn't know about it. And you know the, the what what transpires, as I said, for those people who aren't prepared. I mean, this happens every day. This is not an isolated incident or anything of that nature. It happens every day. Yeah. And uh, you're right that that and uh, in fact, you know, we mentioned that tool. One of the things I like about the tool is once you populate all the information, you can actually then provide it to the client in a Word document, so they have the power to update it to change it then we recommend that they send it to their attorney, their spouse. And in fact, when that product first came out, the first time I used it, it was for a manufacturing client. Um, and there was something that um, she, she was really looking for. Mm -hmm. And when we completed it, uh, she had told me that uh, she, uh, she uh, gave a copy to her husband and her husband was so thrilled with it because he felt that they had more control. And she's in her 60s. And she's a sole owner. Yeah. And he was just, you know, the, the term, you know, tickle pink, that um, there was a plan in place for contingency. And that's when I knew this is, a, you know, this yeah. is going to work. So when you, when you think about it, this plan is for the benefit of the survivors. Yeah. And it re removes dread, fear, the business falling apart. You know, one statistic I'd throw out is that half of the businesses in this country that have fewer than 100 employees are solely owned. Yep. So basically half the clients you all have are sole owners. They probably have done nothing to prepare the business for continuing, at least for some period of time, maybe a year, year and a half, so that all of the problems can be taken care of, debt paid off, uh, uh, and, and maybe the co company on an orderly basis uh, goes away, maybe it can be sold, maybe it can be continued, but if you don't have that, none of that's gonna happen. Right. Yeah, it's really a, a big issue. Um, but from there, you also, I remember going out to Portland, Maine. Uh, I think it was in the dead of winter. I believe it was- Or maybe uh, it was June for you guys, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I gave a talk to a bunch of business owners that yep. you had. Yep. And, and, but you also had other advisors, lawyers and financial advisors 
Was that part of, did you develop, had you developed a team of other advisors that you involved in exit planning by that point? And were those the people? I think those were advisors that I had relationships with, but not necessarily, you know, focus on the, the exit planning part. Uh, and really over the years, I've, you know, developed more relationships where people, when we do, you know, comprehensive exit, exit planning, you know, we bring in a lot of other advisors to help in the process. And over the years, we've developed relationships with really what I'd call, you know, sort of the best of the breed in our marketplace. And we connect them uh, in our, a lot of those projects or engagements that we do because they understand exit planning and they understand the process to some extent, not to the extent of a certified exit planner, but, but they understand um, really what needs to be done and how to work collaboratively, which is a critical key, key component. So I've learned over the years that, you know, to, to really provide comprehensive exit planning, you really need a team of other advisors who work together collaboratively um, and who, you know, specialize in those certain areas. And to me, that makes a world of a difference. And you're at the head of the table. You're leading the whole planning process, bringing them as yeah. in on an as, as needed process. An as needed yeah. process, Absolutely. yeah. Um, do they refer clients back to you as a result they of that? do um, they absolutely do because in the marketplace you know, I'm the only sort of exit planner and through our newsletters through mm -hmm. BI newsletters which has been another great tool to sort of spread the word so to speak yeah. that um, our reputation is really starting to grow as you know the sort of the firm that understands comprehensive exit planning and so we do get uh, a lot of referrals um, recognizing that we're not doing, doing transaction work. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's transaction, just a small piece of the exit planning process. You know, that's interesting. I just had lunch with another BEI member here at the annual conference, and he said one of the things he really liked about exit planning, now he's a financial advisor, uh, wealth advisor, is that doing wealth advisory after a decade or two there's a certain sameness to it. It's it's not as challenging. It's not as exciting as it was. But exit planning is always different. Right. It's a different right. situation every single time. It is all unique. That's <laughs> what that's what you love about it. And you know, and I, I I'd be remiss not to mention that uh, you know as a CPA firm, the one things that we did is when we started uh, doing exit planning is you know we branded it a, a separate entity called Altus Exit Strategies, which is, again, wholly owned by Alban, Randall, and Bennett. So for those advisors, particularly those in the, in the sort of in the CPA realm, um, we have found that that made a big difference because you find that a lot of prospects are reluctant to go to another CPA firm, but oftentimes the, the, their defenses are down if they go what they perceived as a different entity. Mm -hmm. um, so as the old saying goes, we can't get them in the front door, we get them in the back door. But what's interesting about it is that when we first meet with these prospects, we, 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 and we you know, let them know, we acknowledge that you know, we're wholly owned by a CPA firm. After we have that initial conversation, that discovery meeting, uh, the defenses really come down and uh, become much less of an issue. Is that because you're offering something their CPA firm didn't offer? Yeah, I think when we start asking questions and we understand the discovery process, uh, what questions to ask and be I, that's something that we've learned over the years in terms of asking the right questions. Uh, it's pretty, pretty evident pretty early on that their account or their CPA um, 
doesn't work in that particular, you know, particular market. They're just being a CPA, right? Yeah, and there's and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, and I think for a lot of accounts, they prefer the compliance, you know, the tax and the accounting, and, and they they they're comfortable in that in that uh, realm, so to speak. Whereas for myself, uh, I think of myself as more of an advisor than a compliance officer. So I'd rather look forward than be a historian. You know, and I think that's really a great message for the advisors listening in. As you start to build a team, you want, and this is true for lawyers, it's true for accountants, uh, it may be true for M&A attorneys even. Um, you want to work with an advisor who has a broader perspective of what it means to represent a business owner and to step out of their little narrow kind confines and be able to help in other ways that are, might be related to accounting work, but it's more, you're, you're doing planning work that anybody could do in a sense. You don't have to be a CPA to do no, that. Not at all, not so, all, but it's a collaborative effort. It's great. But, but at the end of the day, there needs to be someone that needs to you'll be the catalyst and, and, and make, you know, hold everybody accountable and be responsible for the, ultimately the deliverable of a, of a comprehensive plan. And one of the reasons why a lot of business owners have a hard time planning, as we both know, John, is that a lot of advisors work in silos and poor business owner is hearing different, different speeches from different mm -hmm. folks and just gives up their hand and say, I'll do it next year. Yeah, I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. And they're also just not getting ideas that aren't already in somebody's silo. So they don't know about the exit planning and, and how it can grow value, protect risk, or minimize risk in the business and personal risk. All of that is part of the exit planning process. And at the end of the day, it's why we plan. Right. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. If you'd like more information on better ways to plan for the future, please visit exitplanning.com.